the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Good father, what a good father has he had. What a good father, and how he has loved us. He has loved us, and he has kept us, and he has preserved us, and has kept us on God. Heaven in all your ways, perfect in all your ways, perfect in all your ways, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we have a good father. Because of the father you have given us, our destiny is bright. Our future is bright. Father, because of the father you have given us, the sun has not smitten us by day nor the moon by night. Because of the father we have, our heads are always covered. Father, when others are struggling, we seem to be cruising along. Thank you for a good father. We thank you for a father like our bishop. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, what a good father he has given us. Come, let's provide the offering. What she said is very true. Listen, your life to a large extent depends on who your father is. Father, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, it's true. Your life to a large extent depends on who your dad is. Hallelujah. In every sphere of life, I mean, if you are born to Queen Elizabeth or Prince Charles, I mean, if you have to work, you are working for charity, not work for paycheck. Do you understand? They work, but they work for charity. But you work for a paycheck. Hallelujah. Spiritually, when God gives you a good father, you are covered. I say you are covered. If you saw how our father was celebrated in Mozambique, you'll be amazed. You will be amazed. You will be amazed. Hallelujah. We are blessed. We have so many gifts in the church. We have so many. I mean, even the sign of a great father is that, you know, are the children he gave birth to. And our father has given birth to great children. Hallelujah. And one of the greatest sons in our ministry is Prophet Kakrabedin. You see, let, let me say a little bit about, you know, like Pastor Davis was saying, in modern warfare, you see, in modern warfare, gone are the days when they used to go to war by bow and arrow. Do you remember those, those, those wars? Then they would hold swords and shields, being charged, ah, on horsebacks. You understand? And then they move to infantry. 
But you see, in modern warfare, or the superiority of nations is not determined by their infantry. The reason why America is superior, okay, and somehow rule and control is their air power. There's something called air power. So nowadays, when people go to war, they don't send troops on the ground. They bomb from the sky. And after they are bombed from the sky and weaken the opponent, then the ground troops march in. So without air power, you cannot win more than warfare. Are you hearing me? Without air power, you cannot win the modern warfare. Because they fire from the sky to weaken. Then after the, the, the opposition has been weakened, like they drop a lot of bombs. I think they dropped recent, around recently in uh, Syria. Bomb them. They'll nuke you out. Then after that, the ground troops will move in. So you need the superiority of the air power. Hallelujah. And God has given us, by the grace of God, a prophet who controls the air. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this Saturday and Sunday, we are going to meet the prophet himself. We call him air power. Anything that is, he will bombard the thing from the air for you so that you can move to the ground. <laughs> Look, you know, if you are talking about signs and wonders and the supernatural, he's the guy. I mean, there's nobody on the world that I know. I mean, nobody in the world today, today, that I know that operates in the supernatural the way he operates. I mean, the walking Bible and the things that he can see. <laughs> so all that I'm asking you is that if you need air power over your life to bombard some things so that you can move in, then Saturday and Sunday, he's the man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> then this is the guy. I mean, he has air power. Hallelujah. He's fantastic. I, I don't want to say too much. You see, you come and see. That's what, that's what I can tell you. Tell your neighbor, come and see. Say, this is unique. No, see, those of you who don't know him, I don't want to talk. You come and see. I can't even explain. So you, when you come and you see, then you take it and go home with it. That's all. That's all that I will say. There's not much talking about. You come and see. You just come and see. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed. Even if you don't believe, by the time you finish, you will believe. It's so spectacular. It's like a movie. Oh, I mean, do you know him, Francis? You haven't seen him before? Come and see. Junior, have you seen him before? Come and see. Look, I won't say anything. You come and see. <laughs> you, you will wonder whether there's, it is a human being you are watching or yeah, or a movie. In fact, it's like, like you are watching a movie. Firepower. So, I mean, the reason why we use him for things like this, he, he breaks the air. And once he breaks the air, you can move into the ground and possess it. 
So Saturday, Sunday, we are breaking the air. And it also happens to be the, the bishop of the QFC. We are part of the Quedet family, and he's our bishop. So he's coming to town. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.13. Scripture for the week. One, two, go. Let's go. One, two, go. Very easy. Again. One more time. It's very easy. Turn it off. Go. It's the easiest of verses to learn. 413. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do. It's, 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 it's one of the most motivating verses. So when you wake up in bed in the morning and you are tired and you don't want to go to work, just say Philippians 4.13. I can't do it. <laughs> when you don't want to come to church on a Sunday morning, just say Philippians 4.13. I can do all this. When you don't feel like going to school that morning, you say Philippians 4.13. I can do Why you don't want to cook? I said, why you don't want to cook? <laughs> Say Philippians 4.13. Why you don't want to bath? As you are lying in the couch, you should just throw up the comfort and say, Philippians 4.13. <laughs> I'm happy to be here with you. Last week, Pastor David preached powerfully. And we are all blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. And by the grace of God, I'm back. I'm blessed. Then the brother also told me that, oh, this condition, you need three weeks. So I said, this body cannot rest for three weeks. But home for three weeks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe, in the, I, I believe in the supernatural. I believe in miracles. Hallelujah. You receive a miracle. May your body be healed. That's why we are taking communion today. Reverend George also is back from Ghana. That's Reverend George. He's back from Ghana. He has gone to refresh himself. <laughs> he has gone for refresher course. <laughs> Amen. This afternoon, I'm going to talk to you about honoring, 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 importance of honoring. Honor. Or how does the Jamaican say it? Hannah. Uh, Jamaican say what? Hannah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a simple message. Amen. Nigerians and Ghans are from the same tribe. No, Nigerians and Jamaicans. No, Ghans and Jamaicans. Sorry, Ghans and Jamaicans are from the same tribe. They all say honors. Hallelujah. Five important. So let me talk about the importance of honoring. I started this morning. You know, and um, first of all, honoring is a sign that you are thinking right. 
When you think right, you will honor. Daniel chapter 4, I believe. Daniel chapter 4. Let's go to verse 30. The fact that you don't honor means you don't think right. Third, it's not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of my for the majesty and, 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 and for the honor of my majesty. Nebuchadnezzar 31. While the word was in his mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as an oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou knowest that the, the Most High do rule it in the kingdom of men, and give it to whomsoever he will. The same all was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from among men and grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagles, feathers like, and his nails like birds. And at the end of the days, I in the book lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned to me, beginning to think now. And I blessed them forever, whose dominion is the everlasting dominion, and his kingdom. You see, this is the story of Nebuchadnezzar. The Bible says he built a great empire. And he was feeling good. And he was walking on his balcony, seeing the streets, the bulwarks, the skyscrapers, and he felt good. It's me, Nebuchadnezzar. I'm great. I've achieved all this. He felt good. And the Bible said, at that same time, God showed him and he became like an animal. And then after a certain period of time, about seven years, when the Bible said, and when he came, when my understanding, when he came back to his senses, this time he began to honor God. Because when you are in your right mind, you will know that if you are thinking right, you will know that everything that you have is by the grace of God. Because you don't think right, that is why sometimes you feel that it is your own effort. But if you think right, you will know that you are healthy by the grace of God. You are sane by the grace of God. You have that job by the grace of God. Paul said, I am who I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar did not know that everything was by the grace of God. Until he, until, until go through a master's, a, a PhD master's, and a bachelor master's and PhD in animal living. Then when he came back to his sense, he said, hey, I honor God. Don't wait for God to take you to animal thinking before you begin to honor him. Hallelujah. So when, when you think right, you honor God. Amen. Or you honor. Hallelujah. And I want to share with you some important figures we need to honor in our life. Can I preach to you? Some important people you need to honor or figures you need to honor in your life. If you think right. Tell your neighbor, are you thinking right? Say, are you thinking right? Yeah, I think, you don't think like Nebuchadnezzar. If you think right, you will learn to honor. Hallelujah. The first figure we need to honor is obvious. God. Honor God. I say, honor who? Anna who? Listen to me. I don't care where you come from or what you do. At the end of the day, 
If the Lord does not watch, you watch in vain. If the Lord does not build, you build in vain. A man can receive nothing except a gift from him from above. You are who you are by the grace of God. And therefore, learn to say by the grace of God. Learn to say thank you, God. Learn to honor God. I mean, sometimes I find it very funny when you hear some of these people on the news. Well, that's God, God, it's not God. Like one, 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 one philosopher was trying to tell a girl that there's no God. And the philosopher, the philosopher told the girl that there's no God. He said, yes, there's little girl. Have you seen God before? He says, no. He said, have you seen God before? He says, no. Have you touched God before? He says, no. He said, something I have not seen, you have not touched. Why do you say it exists? That's what you like. You ask the little girl, you have not seen, you have not touched. How does it exist? Then the guy asked the, the guy, have you seen your brain before? He says, no, you have no brain. He's <laughs> 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 a good person. <laughs> you have no brain. Hallelujah. Then you are brainless. <laughs> honor, God. honor God. Psalm 71 verse 8. Psalm 71 verse 8. It says, let my mouth be filled with thy praise. Okay? Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all day. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your honor what? With your honor what? It means you are required to honor and praise God all day. Let my mouth be filled with praise and with your honor what? Would your honor what? Would your honor what? So, if you honor God, you will not stop. Let me, I can, let me simple ways. There are two ways to honor. Hallelujah. Simply two ways to honor. Amen. Yeah. Two ways to honor. Or let my mouth be filled with praise and, 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 my, and thy honor all day. You see? Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor. A sign that you honor somebody is what you say about the person. Oh yeah. It is revealing what you say about the person. What you say. If you honor God, you will always be praising God. If you honor God, you always give glory to God. You honor by your word. What you say is a sign of your honor. I'm preaching to you. Your words reveal your honor. If you, you, you honor by what you say, what you say. Every day. You honor by what you say. You honor by what you say. More importantly, what you say in the absence of the person. It's a practical message I'm preaching to you. More importantly, what you say when the person is not there is a sign of how much you respect the person. You can't criticize somebody in the back and then in the front you begin to say, but you don't honor the person. 
yes, you are, it's a good message. Yeah. What you say? Because what you say in their presence is, can sometimes, it's psychophancy. Psychophant. I mean, it's like, or, or the common, the modern, the modern version is bottom licking. You are just licking. But if you really honor somebody, in their absence, if you honor me, what you say about me when I'm not there is what shows that you honor me. Not what you say in my presence. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let my praise be filled with, let my mouth be filled with praise and with thy honor all day. Hallelujah. That is why when you love God, you will not stop saying things about God. Amen. You will not stop giving praise and thanks. Psalm 66 verse 2. Psalm 66 verse number 2. Sing forth the honors of his name. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. The Bible is talking about, look, sing forth. Make his praise glorious. We honor God by what we say. Make his praise glorious. Sing forth his praises. That is why you must learn the songs of praise and worship. Most of you don't know the songs. You just, what we are singing about, look, you can, you must learn the songs and praise him. I say, and praise him. You honor by what you what? I say, you honor by what you what? I say, you honor by what? What you what? Yeah. Yeah. You can't honor anybody when you, you know. You don't say good things about the person. Especially when the person is not there. Because is there anybody that you will honor? That, you see, that is why, you see, that is why even in some cultures, I don't know about your culture, but in some cultures, they say that you don't point to your, your father's house with your left finger or something like that. Left hand. You don't point to your father's what? House with your left hand. It's a disrespect. Even though your father is not standing there, you are, a sign of honor to your father is to point with your right hand. So honor is what you say, especially when the person is not there. So if you say we are honoring your pastor, your bishop, your prophet, then what you say about him is important. Preaching. Honor. So you can't go and stand somewhere and say, and then when you come forward, oh, no, you are a hypocrite. You are not honoring. I'm preaching. I have you. Hallelujah. So you honor by what you say. Amen. That's one sure way. Another way to honor. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Proverbs 3 9. Two ways by which we honor. Honor the Lord with what? Honor the Lord with what? And with the first fruit of what? Honor the Lord with what? Honor the Lord with what? Listen, are you hearing me? You see, you... My message is finished. You honor someone principally by two ways. One, what you say about the person and also by giving. I 
love it. I love it too. It's simple. It's simple. If you honor, if you if you want if you want to honor somebody, you will give. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor. It means when you bring your substance to the Lord, it's a sign of honor to God. You cannot say you are honoring God when you don't bring your substance to God. Honor. Honor. Honor the Lord. Honor. With your substance. Church is quiet. But that's how you honor. I don't like, I, I hate pretense and hypocrisy. You honor, the Bible has shown us two, the two sure ways to honor anybody or anything by what you say about the person and what you give. If you say, if I say I, I honor Michelle, it means I will say good things about Michelle and I will give to Michelle. Honor. Hallelujah. Honor the Lord with your substance. Hallelujah. It means that it, it means that you cannot say you honor God when you don't pay tithes. You cannot. You are a liar. It can't. When you don't pay, you can come and sing all the praises and worship, which is good. It's one part, but the other part is to give. So you cannot say, I praise God, but you don't give to God. No, it's not honor. Honor is what you say and what you give. (laughs) Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Honor the Lord. (laughs) You see, it's a capital letter, so. L-O-R-D. It shows the Almighty. This alone should make you know that he doesn't need you. Because when they write your name, they will not be capital letters. We can only begin with the first letter, capital. Everything else will be small letters. But the Lord, everything is capital letters. So that right from the back shows that he does not need you at all. You are not on the same level at all. He's far above you. So he does not need your dollar, your ten dollars. He does not need it at all. But it is to your own advantage to honor him. (laughs) Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Honor the Lord. Amen. So, how do you honor? Let's ask you, how do you honor? Two ways. What is what? Again? Again? Yeah. So, tell your neighbor, how do you honor me? By what? It's as simple as that. It's very simple. This one, there's no mystery. It's as simple as that. By what you say, Especially when the person is not there. What you say, especially when the person is not there. Hallelujah. Now, let me look at, so the first person that God, uh, the Bible, or the first person that the Bible entreats us to honor is God. Honor the Lord. Amen. But it doesn't end there. There are some some other important figures God expects us to honor. First of all, I've, I've, I've shown you how to honor. How do you honor? So now, anything I'm going to mention, you honor that person by what? So what's the first, thing, first person we need to honor? God. The next one is uh, your father and your mother. 
I didn't say that. Honor the... The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Isn't it, isn't it in the Bible? Where's the verse? Exodus and those officials. No, 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 not this one. Honor! Honor thy who? And who? Honor who? And who? Which is the first commandment to promise? That it may be well with you. Honor! Your father and who? Honor your father and who? Honor your father and who? And how do you honor? It means that you cannot honor your father when you keep on insulting him. It's a good message. So, foolish man, stupid. He ought. It's not honor. It means when you insult your father or you quarrel with your father, it is no honor. I'm preaching. You cannot just lambat because your father had a problem with your mother. You have sided with your mother and every time. I'm preaching to you. I am preaching to you. He's your mother's husband, but he's your father. And you honor him by what you say. Your mother may call him a useless man, but you don't have no right to call him a useless man. You honor by what you say and what you give. I don't talk to him. I don't talk to him. I don't talk to him. I I don't talk to that loser. You call your father a loser. You call your father a loser. You don't know what you are dealing with. The Bible says that it may be well with you. That's why it's not well with you. Honor. Be careful what you say. Listen to me. Let me give you a piece of advice. You see, anything that causes you to criticize your father, pray about it. Because there's something called daddy's devil. The same animal that caught him, it can catch you. There's something called daddy's devil. The very thing that you are criticizing your father of, you can easily become that person. Yeah, if you are not that already. (laughs) I said, if you are not that already. Yeah. So, honor your father. Honor your father. Whether he's a good father or uh, not a good father, honor your father. That's all. And how do you honor? How do you honor? Yeah. Yeah. Honor. Honor your, your, what's it, your father and your mother. Your mother, your mother, honor your mother. What you say about your mother is important. What you say about your mother is that important. You call your mother a bitch. You have the audacity to call your mother that bitch. Look, I'm not telling you fairy tales. You 
you are bringing curses upon yourself. That is why it is not well with you. Honor your mother. I say, honor your mother. I say, and how do you honor your mom? I say, how do you honor your mom? Yes. Say good things about your mother. And give to your mother. Mother's, mother's Day is coming. Her hair is falling off. Buy her a wig. Go and buy mommy a wig. It's a good policy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Instead of laughing at your mother with all her hair coming off, let's go and buy her a nice wig. Ma'am, on Mother's Day, this is a week for you. <laughs> honor. I say you honor by what? What do you do? How do you honor? Yeah. Mother's Day is coming. Next week is Mother's Day. Call your mom by what? Say, mom. You see, you don't know what your mom had been through for you. I mean, you don't know what your mom has done, gone through for you. That today you are calling her a witch. If she was a witch, you have eaten you was. <laughs> because everybody likes soft meat. Everybody likes soft meat. When you are young, young and tender, she didn't eat you. Now that your bones are hard. <laughs> yes. I'm preaching. Sometimes you see you, you don't even know what she had what she had been through to give birth to you. You don't know what she went through. I mean, sometimes I've seen I've seen it's not sometimes I've seen mother. Sometimes the child cannot breathe. The child is so congested. You know, when babies are congested, they can't blow their nose. They can't blow their nose. Oh, they are so and you see a mother put their mouth to put on your on your nose and and suck. Today you are walking around. <laughs> He's sucking your, your, your snot like milk so you can breathe. And you, do, you, you are calling your mom that listen to me. That you, you, you refer to your mother as that woman. Somebody referred to me, that woman. Look, I can't talk to that woman. Your man, you, call, you are calling your mother that woman? Do you know what you have to go through? Do you know the pain of childbirth and the dangers of life, childbirth? Especially somebody like you with your big head. Do you know how difficult it was? <laughs> I'm preaching with your big head. <laughs> I'm preaching. How big your head is. <laughs> Take your, take your neighbor's head. Take your neighbor's head. <laughs> what it took your mother to give birth to you? Big head. Hallelujah. Listen. Honor your mother by what you say, what you give. Amen. Yeah. Honor. Another pe- another people, person, another thing. These are all biblical. Listen, God is requiring us. I, I'm not, I, 
didn't write the Bible. I didn't write. These are people that God instructs us to honor. One is to honor God himself. Another one is to honor your parents, your mother and mother. I, I didn't write the Bible. God says honor them. I just explained to you how to honor from the Bible. Hallelujah. Another group of people that you want, you want to know the next group of people you have to honor? Are you interested? Do you want to know? First Peter chapter, First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving what? Giving what? Unto who? It's a message. It means that God respects you to say good things about your wife. Good things about your wife. What you say about your wife is important. You cannot look at her and say that wicked woman. What you say? You honor your wife by saying good things about her. Especially when she's not there. I'm staying there. By what you say, by what you say, you honor your wife by what you say. Good things. Can't look at your, your wife and say that, can't look at your wife and say that, the daughter of a prostitute. <laughs> say good things about your wife. You honor your wife by saying what? Good things about your wife. By what you say. And what you do? And what you do? And what you do? You honor your wife by giving unto her. The church is quiet. It means that from time to time, you must say, sweetheart, I was in town and I saw this nice dress and I thought it would look good on you. So, honey, I brought the dress to you. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. What you give from time to time. Oh, sweetheart, I was just checking and I saw that your, your account was low. So, I've transferred some money to your account. <laughs> preaching by what you honor by what yeah from time to time from time oh oh honey this hairstyle has been for long can you change it let me pay for it to change it. <laughs> I'm preaching honor 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 your honor unto the wife 
I said, wake up because, because I want to wake up person. Anna, Anna, you cannot be insulting your wife. Look, one day I heard a guy insult his wife. In fact, I was there. I think Reverend Joe was, Reverend Joe was there. In Manhattan. Reverend Joe, Father Abraham, the pastors. Reverend, remember? I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, the way she insulted the wife, if I was the wife, I would lose all. You know, the insult, at the end of the insult, you wonder whether the woman can even stand up. It was you. Insult! I mean, a man can actually say, dirty, smelly woman, for me to sleep with you, I must close my nose before I can sleep with you. I mean, you see, but when she said all that, he, he thinks he was insulting the wife, but I find him as a bushman. You are disgracing yourself. You call, if you call your wife swine, a swine is a pig, and you sleep with a swine, then you are a pig also. <laughs> Swine, swine, and you are sleeping with a swine. Then what? What? What, what are you? Hallelujah! But you honor your wife by what? Please, on her birthday, buy her a gift. Mother's Day is coming, buy her a gift. You see, it doesn't mean having to be anything big. You see, most women, eh? Most women. Even the thoughts that you are thinking about them is what makes them happy. That's all. I'm preaching. The fact that you came home with something with them in mind. Let the men say. The men are quiet. They are looking at me. Let the men say. The, the fact that one day you went to town and came with something in your hand for her. That's the thought. Anna. You see, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being held together with the grace of God, that your prayers, you see, the, uh, that your prayers may not be what? That your prayers may not be what? You see, God, God is giving us the reason why we should honor. One, honor God because everything is from God. Two, honor your father and mother so that it may be well with you. Do you understand? And then three, say, honor your wife so that when you pray, he will answer. Have you seen how God is thinking? Have you seen how God is thinking? It's like all the honesties have implication. So you cannot insult your wife and come for all night. You are wasting your time. I'm telling them. You've insulted your wife all day and night. You come and say, Ikaya, Kay, blah, blah. Please, you are wasting your time. Go and say good things about her and then come and pray. Go to town. Buy your wife some Gucci bag. Gucci, honey. I'm preaching. This Gucci is for you. Some earring. Some necklace. Buy some nice panties, not boxer shorts. You don't even know your wife's shoe size. 
And you're a husband. You don't even know how the shoe size of your wife. Bad. Bad, bad. Maybe some wife should ask their husband, what, what is my shoe size? <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I preaching? I said, am I preaching? How do you honor? I said, how do you honor? Yeah. Buy something for her. Look, our wife's are good, though. Yeah, I'm telling you. Your wife has been good to you. I say your wife has been good to you. I mean, for the last one, I was not, because I was not feeling well, the amount of time my wife spent nursing me, I said, hey, I've got a good wife. Oh. Uh, I felt so good, man. If I, I began to appreciate my wife more. Are you okay? What will you eat? I said, man. Because, because some wives, when you are sick, that's it. That's it. I'm busy. By the way, she, she stayed by my side 24-7 nursing me. I said, wow. She's not here. Don't tell her, but it's true. <laughs> Good wife. But what you say, but what you say, God. So that's, so the first person we need to honor is who? The second person is what? The third one is what? Should I continue? All right, let's go. Esther chapter 1, verse 20. Esther 1, 20. And when the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all the empire, for it is great, all the wives shall give to their husbands what? message. I said it's a good message. What you honor by what you say and what you give. And I like the way the Bible says, the Bible says we'll give honor to the husbands both great and small. Because some of you, see, some of you wives, well, if my husband was like you, no, whether he's great or he's small, he deserves to be honored. You will only honor him when he's great. It means that when he has a job and he's great, you honor him. But the day that he's unemployed and he's small, you don't stop honoring. You honor them both great and small. I'm preaching. Because a lot of you women, you only honor when he's great. So long as the juice is coming, I said, so long as the juice is coming, by the day the juice stops coming, listen to me, 
I am tired. I cannot be in this. All your colleagues are working. You better go and find a job, okay? If you can't get a job like this, you can work in Walmart, okay? I'm tired. I can't cook for you anymore. Listen to me. You honor them both great. You honor. You honor. Say good things. Say, learn to say good things about your husband. I'm preaching. Learn to say good things about your husband. Stop calling, stop calling him wicked man. Especially when they are not there. When you gather with your friends, what do you say about your husband? I am so up to him here. I'm up with him. I'm, I'm up to here with him. I, 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 honestly, 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 but for the kids. <laughs> honestly, but for the kids. A fool at 40. Um, great. You see, God, you see. I like the way this God's thing, both great and small. Because God knows that not all husbands will be great. Some will be great, some will be small. And the fact that he's small today does not mean he remains small forever. Oh, yeah, it's a good policy. He may be small today, but it does not mean he will be small forever. So don't despise him because he's small. And be looking at other people's great husbands. Do you know where they started? They all started small. Yeah. And give to your husband. Do what? I said, do what? It was not, it's not meant to be a one-way traffic. Always husband give. Wife is not supposed to give to the husband. Because you only know of one-way traffic. My husband is supposed to give for me, you know. There comes a time from time to time, you must also say, darling, I bought this for you. Darling, I'm paying for the vacation. Darling, I brought you a new car. I'm preaching. As I'm preaching. As I'm preaching. Ah, your hand is too strong. Every money is for your sisters and your cousin. Your husband. When was the last time you even bought boxer shorts for your husband? I'm preaching. How do you honor? How do you honor? So don't you think it would be nice for you to come from town one day with a nice tie and a nice shirt for your husband? Crystal, how do you think? It would be nice one day you come with a nice shoe for Junior. This looks, oh, I saw this shoe and I thought it would look nice on you, my hubby. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Honey. Hey, some husbands are not asking for much. All that they are asking is your paycheck. Just bring the paycheck. <laughs> so, ah. 
asking for much. All that you're asking is for just bring the paycheck. That's all. And <laughs> it's a good. All that you're saying that you come to, honey, this is my paycheck. You are the head, please. Do whatsoever you want to do with this check. Sweetheart, this is the paycheck. This is it in the account. You are the head. I trust you. Do whatever it seems right with it. Anna, you are not asking for much. Oh, husbands, is, is, is it too much? Is it too much? Some of, some of them, in fact, most husbands are not even asking for a paycheck. All that they are, all they are asking to give is your body. That's all. Most husbands, once you give them your, your body, they are okay. I'm preaching. All that is honor. You honor by what you say and what you give. You should say, honey, my body is yours. Upside down, I'm ready. Inside out, I'm ready. Whatever you want to do, I'm ready. <laughs> You are, you are looking at me because you, are, because you have fed yourself into Tarzan. You have zipped yourself so hard. Deny the man. He's not asking for much. A small breast and a small squeeze. That's all that he's asking for. <laughs> I'm preaching. Don't look at me. Because you have turned yourself into this stiff Tarzan woman. Every day you are tired. Go, get, get, get. Hey! Softing yourself small. All that the man is asking for a little breast to squeeze, a little bump to squeeze, upside down on the couch, in the floor. That's all. You're not asking much. <laughs> I'm preaching. I'm preaching. You have turned yourself into this thief. Are you on Tarzan? I'm preaching. Most men are not asking for much. Oh, husband, is it, is it, is it, huh? husband, are, are, are you asking for much? Yeah. Just a little come and sit on my lap. <laughs> at, at my age, at my age, I'm not a small girl. I don't sit on laps. I'm grown. Hey! That's all. I'm preaching. Oh, 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 that he said, baby, see me as Santa. Come and sit on my lap. <laughs> it's a good policy. Honor. How do you honor? I said, how do you honor? Yeah. 
you. In fact, you see, I'll give you, I'll give you a secret. You see, the, the one I talk about honoring the wife, the Bible says, honor the wife as unto a weaker vessel. Do, 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 in, in first Peter, as unto what? So it means if you are a wife and you want to be honored, be soft. And let the wife say, because the honor is supposed to be given to you because you are soft and you are weak. You've turned yourself into some stiff object. Five o'clock, you've taken your five, five o'clock, you, you, I mean, uh, I mean, five o'clock, I mean, your alarm, after that, no, you, you jump out of bed. I'm, I'm going to have my quiet time. You turn in your music. Hey, Kelly. Oh, great. Oh, your husband is burning in the room. <laughs> I'm preaching. Oh, have your quiet time. Oh, Lord, my God. When I'm in handsome, when I'm saying You will worship, you read your quiet time, your glasses. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. You finish you know, a quick shower. You take your bath. Subway. The guy has been lying in the room for two weeks. He's not asking for much. How do you honor? Good. So how many, how many, where am I now? Are you forgotten? Four, right? So who do you, one is what? Number two is what? Number three is what? Number four? And as for husband, they, they are not asking much. Husband, are you asking for much? All that you're asking is what? Number one is what? Paycheck. And number two? That's Paycheck and breast is enough. <laughs> it's not much. Our, our, our list is very short. Number five. Number five. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. 1 Timothy 5, 17. Serious. 1 Timothy 5, 17. 1 Timothy, my brother. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy. Not, this is not honor, but what? Not honor, but what? The worthy of what? Worthy of what? Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And how do you honor? And how do you honor? And the Bible says that let the elders that rule be counted worthy of double. I didn't write the Bible. It means anybody who rules well and has labored in the word and doctrine for you, he is worth double the honor. 
And in this church, by the grace of God, God has given us a father, a prophet, who has labored in the word and in doctrine and has written books, has had camp meetings, has started churches, and has brought all of us to this point. So on his birthday, he is worthy of double honor. If you think I deserve honor, he is worthy of ten times the honor. And how do you honor? How do you honor? So do you see that it would be a mistake for you to go outside and say, man, one church, every day, every, every, every birthday, they say we should collect the bishop and give somebody a You see God, you see. And then you come to church, oh, bishop, that is my father. No, no, no. What you say, especially when in your absence. On his birthday, Father's Day, why? Is he God? No, he's not God. But you honor by what you say. So it means that it is important for all of us to learn to say good things about our Father. Other churches may criticize their pastors, but in Lighthouse, Kodesh family, we don't criticize, we don't insult our fathers, we honor them. So when, so when people try to speak poison, well, and why is he God? Why do you have to do it on his birthday? No, no, no. Just turn and listen to me. This is the verse. He deserves what? He deserves what? I say he deserves what? Now, let me be honest with you. Does Bishop labor in the word? I said, does he labor in the word? Jesse, will you agree with that Bishop that labors in the word? and night. In doctrine. Does he labor in it? The books. Come on. Let's, let, let's be honest. Hallelujah. And therefore, if our wives, our husbands, our parents deserve honor, he deserves double honor. You see, let the elder, see, let the others that rule well. So there's a qualification. So if the person does not rule well, he does not deserve honor. Now let me ask you, has Bishop Dag ruled well in your life? I'm asking, has he ruled well? I said, has he ruled well? No, I'm asking, how do you, has he ruled well? Oh, yeah. You don't know the blessing that God has given us by giving us such a father. <laughs> this one, I will show, show the video. It's too, the video is too funny. You want me to show it? I'll show you the video. Okay. Technical team, show me the video. Yeah, to see how blessed you are. Oh, for a thousand times It's church like you've never seen it before. You come as you are. The pastor bears his soul and more. Let us be more listening. Let's let us hear what, exactly what you've got planned for us, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It's okay to drop in and drop your clothes. On this day, most were covered up because of our cameras, but they insist they're comfortable receiving the word of God from a pastor in his birthday suit. I really don't think God cares what you wear when you worship. The 
the thing is worship. But ask people outside this congregation about a naked church, and you'll get this reaction. A whole, oh my goodness. Do you think it's disrespectful at all? Yeah. No, it's not disrespectful to God, absolutely not. I wouldn't be here. Some of the biggest moments in Jesus' life, he was naked. Uh, when he was born, he was naked. When he was crucified, he was naked. And when he arose, he left his clothes in the tomb, and he was naked. If God made us that way, how can that be wrong? Why do they do this? Well, the chapel is part of the Whitetail Nudist Resort in Ivor, the only year-round nudist resort in Virginia. It opened back in 1984, and prayers are being answered here in more ways than one. Management here says before anybody passes judgment, the naked truth is in this down economy, business is up 12%. Obviously, we're doing something that people like. Business is booming. More than 10,000 people visited last year. Forbes magazine reports the new travel business can rake in $800 million a year. What does being a nudist, what does that do for you, sir? It's a very comfortable, I'm comfortable in my body, even with the scars and everything else. It's very stress-free. These folks say being nudist has nothing to do with anything sexual. It's about being free of societal judgments. I come here and, and you know, you look around, you, you can't tell who's unemployed and who the millionaire is, who the corporate executive is and who the plumber is. Because there's no pressure to be anything other than who you are. And they say that applies even if you're naked in church. They're caring, they're understanding, and they're, they're community-oriented and they're family-oriented. Uh, we have one of the nicest, most involved chapels of any place around. I'll put our chapel up against just about any other church around. I consider it a privilege and a gift that God's given to me. In Ivor, LaSalle Blanks, 13 News. <laughs> that is church. Can you imagine that? This is in America. This is Virginia. Close. And you, you are laughing. <laughs> you find it ridiculous. Not because you are special because of the teaching and the doctrine you have received. So you find it, you find this one ridiculous and strange. So you thank God, we thank God for the Father that God has given us. That we believe in the word of God. We preach the Bible. We do evangelism. It's, and God has blessed us. And therefore, he has ruled well. Amen. I mean, this is an extreme case. I, this is very extreme. I'm, I don't know how many people go to this church. But it's just an illustration to show that if God does not give you a good father, this sometimes can end up like this. Can you imagine half of this session? <laughs> you, just imagine you'll never be naked in church. <laughs> It, it will be a sight to behold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's extreme. I agree, it's extreme. Can you imagine praise and worship? <laughs> but this is church. They have the Bible and they are reading the Bible. I mean, it's, it's, it's an extreme case. I agree, it's an extreme case. It's not common. But the point I want to illustrate is that you should thank God for giving you a good father. 
Hallelujah. Who has ruled well? I said, who has ruled well? Oh, yes. Has Bishop Dag ruled well? Does Bishop Dag rule well? I mean, look, for those of you, because you don't travel, when you travel, you will see. You see how much people appreciate him. When you mention, Evaris travels a lot. My brother Evaris. And he meets, not even church members, diplomats. And other people, isn't it the truth? Other diplomats in high circles. And sometimes in conversation, what church you go to? So, lighthouse, so, so, Bishop Dark. Then, when they know that he goes, even the things that they say about Bishop to me, he's amazed. And this are, I'm not talking about people who don't go to church, these are diplomats. Foreign dignitaries. One time she, she was telling me she visited somebody, a, 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 a priest, the, the president, and the first lady was reading the book. Oh? What was the book? How to pray. The first lady of the country was reading the book. The president's wife. And the book was How to Pray by Bishop Dagwood Mills. So, of course, he also felt very good. He said, oh, that's my church. That's my church. I can teach you more about the book. I mean, he felt good. You see, it, it shows how, how well he has ruled. And therefore, he is worthy of what? He's worthy of what? And how do you honor So, tell your neighbor, don't let me hear you speaking bad things about my bishop. Say, don't let me hear you. But what you say, what you give. So, coming next week, okay, a week from today, we are going to do, first of all, Saturday, we are going to do massive evangelism. Everybody is supposed to, the details are out. That's that's all that the Father is asking us to do. He's asking us to do outreach. So Saturday between 10 and 12, just two hours, 10 and 12, wherever you are in your locality, gather and we'll do massive outreach. Amen. Is it a good policy? Is it a good policy? Then on Sunday, all of us are going to come in our T-shirts. You're supposed to order your T-shirts. Everybody. T-shirts. It's uh, How much is it? $12. Everybody get a t-shirt. Yes, Saturday night is a convention. Sunday we will wear the t-shirt. You don't have to change. You can take the t-shirt back to the convention. It's the same church. Are you hearing me? So let's do. Amen. And then come with what you say and what? What you say and what? Yeah. So our, our t-shirt and our evangelism is what we are saying. But let's come with a special... A special offering and maybe a card. Bishop Doug does not know you and probably will not know you. But that's beside the point. He doesn't need to know you and have not, doesn't know you. But the fact that you honor, you trigger a certain grace and a certain blessing. Amen. So are you going to do that? So are you going to do that? Are you going to honor him on, on his birthday? Yeah, he doesn't have to know you. No, no, he does not. But that does not mean that you cannot trigger a blessing. Hallelujah. One, he doesn't have to know you. Two, he does not need it. Honor the Lord. And see, the Lord was in capital letters. Your name is small letters. Hallelujah. So I believe that it's a privilege and a blessing. Are you excited about it? Are you going to honor? Is he worthy of double honor? I say, is he worthy of double honor? Has he ruled well? Has he ruled well? 
Has he labored in the word, in the doctrine? Then he deserves a double honor. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Are you blessed this afternoon? Please stand up to your feet and let's pray. Thank you, Holy oh, Spirit. Good, good Father. It's, it's who, who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here and you are not born again, because we are getting ready for the Lord's table. We are getting ready for communion. But the Bible says that some of us eat the Lord's body unworthily. So before we come for communion, I just want to make sure that you are born again. You are saved. So with, for a short moment, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you are not born again. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Because let me tell you something. There's power in the body. And there's power in the blood. But you must apply it the right way. And the right way to apply communion is to be born again. And more importantly, it's about your life. Your future. Salvation. So anybody who is not here, anybody who is here who is not born again, please for a brief moment, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I, 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 I believe that the only reason why God sent His Son is not for us to be rich or prosper, but that we may be saved. So please, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to be born again? You want to be born again? It's very important. No miracles have come. Yes, Lord. No millions have come. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that nobody will live here without knowing you as your personal savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Wonderful. Now let's get ready for communion. Please sit Hallelujah. I believe in communion. The broken body. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.